Blog Talk Radio. Tom Brady 
New England Patriot days can play football, even at an advanced age. I said, you know what? I'm starting this guy. Career high, 10 catches, under 27 yards, and a touchdown. Career highs, mind you. Yeah. Am I here to bloviate? Am I here to brag about myself? No, not at all. But I am going to tell you I called that one. And what that means here, ladies and gentlemen, out there in NFL blog talk radio land is we really don't know. I mean, if the if the Falcons had came out and won 35 to 14, no one would have been surprised considering uh, New Orleans just got whooped up by the Eagles a week ago by the Eagles. And while the Eagles are showing some level of improvement over the last couple of games, they're not the Falcons on offense. They're not the Falcons on defense. So who would have thought that the Saints would be able to hold off the Falcons like they did? I'm talking about beat them pretty good from beginning to end. And, and what does it mean when you have a high-level top-ten quarterback back there? How do you play that quarterback? The one thing that is consistent in the NFL, the one thing, and I don't care who it is, if it's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, or Drew Brees, doesn't matter. You have to get pressure on that quarterback. If you're playing a top 10 quarterback in this league and you don't get pressure on him, good luck. Good luck. Unless you got four Darrell Reeves at cornerback, you know, unless you have that back there, they're going to pick you apart. Give them time. A top, frankly, a top 50% top fifty quarterback. The top half of the NFL quarterbacks will pick you apart if you give them time. You saw Tom Brady against the Cowboys in the first half. Looked rather pedestrian. Second half, defense got tired. Offense couldn't keep, uh, couldn't stay on the field getting any points. Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does. But t- Tom Brady in his career had never been on his butt ten t- uh, five times in the first half. That has never happened before. But it happened. And, and, they, and they barely were able to get one touchdown, a couple of field goals, one last second field goal, 13 points. 30, averaging 39 points a game, they had 13 points in the first half. Now, of course, we know what happened in the second half. Dallas defense got worn down. Brandon Whedon, Mr. Whedon, um, wasn't able to sustain many drives. Bing, bang, boom, Patriots come back. Which leads me to my next point. Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon got benched. Brandon Whedon says, I'm pissed. What? What are you pissed about? What are you pissed about? I called for your benching before the Patriots game. I called for your benching after you blew the Saints game. So why would you be pissed? I don't get it. I mean, let's just be honest here. You have lost. Three games this year since Roma went down. Let's be honest here. You've lost four games as a starter in, the, in Dallas with a star on your helmet. Let's be honest here. You've lost 11 in a row as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Let's be honest here. Your starting record as a professional football player who was a first-round draft pick at 28 years old because you went to try to play baseball first. That didn't work out. Never made it to the majors. Stayed in the minor leagues. Goes to the Cleveland Browns. Your starting record, complete starting record, five and nineteen. I don't. I could. I, who cares about stats at that point? Who cares about stats? You're not winning games. I don't want to hear. 
I don't want to hear from the pundits. I don't want to hear from the people out there in NFL land, uh, next man up, uh, uh, you know, he's a backup, what do you expect? You know, come on. I don't want to hear that. You're getting paid to play this game. Your job is to win the game. That's your job. Your job is to go in there and do what the starter would have done. That's what any backup, any backup in any sport, when you come off the bench, they don't put you in and say, oh, just, 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 you know, we'll take what we can get out of you. No, they put you in. When the reliever comes in in baseball, and I get it, baseball's a little different. The reliever's job is three or four innings, right? He does, you know, he's not the starter. But he's relieving for a reason, right? He comes in to either bring him back, hold off the other team, or – just win the game, right? Close it out, right? There's a purpose. In NFL, it's the same thing. You are there, one, two, three, four games. Maybe, you know, Brady went down a few years ago. Castle came in. You think they said to Castle, well, you know, we know you're not Tom Brady. No! Bill Belichick said, get us to the playoffs. Get us to the playoffs. That's your job. When Carson Palmer went down last year, Bruce Arians said, I still think we're good enough to go to the playoffs. I kind of gave him a hard time for that because actually, I'm sorry. Bruce Arians said, we're good enough to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, that was a bit much. You're still in the regular season. Don't be, don't be talking about Super Bowl. You're in the regular season with a backup quarterback. Get to the playoffs and then let's, and then let's have that conversation. Or as Bill Parcells always says, get to the tournament. And even, that didn't even happen. They fell apart with their backup quarterback. Your job is to win games. And frankly, I don't care. Hey, you know what? Where's Tim Tebow at? I don't want him on Dallas. Let's not go crazy. But Tim Tebow won games as a starting quarterback. I get it. The guy can't throw. Yep, I heard it. He can't throw. His mechanics, every top uh, QB coach has worked with him. His mechanics aren't quite where they need to be. He's a left-hander, you know. But you know what? Son of a gun went in and won some games. That son of a gun went in there in Denver, and I don't want to sound like that guy on first take, you know, uh, you know, all he does is win. I, 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 that's not my point. Okay, maybe it is, but I don't want to sound like him saying it. Maybe I have the same point, but I don't want to sound like him saying it. What my point is is that Whedon has no reason to be pissed. You had three games. If you won one of those three games, you'd be the starting quarterback right now. If you had won the Saints game, and I get it, 91-yard come, uh, drive, I, I'll admit, he looked pretty good. I don't know what Rob Ryan was doing, but, you know, who knows what Rob Ryan's doing. That's why he bounces around. That's why he's with his fourth or fifth team. We never know what Rob Ryan is doing, okay? He was with Dallas for a couple of years, had a couple of good games, but for the most part, we, we don't know what Rob Ryan was doing. You know, you had something that was kind of working on this guy all game, and then you decided to back off, and the king of checkdowns checked down and got him in the end zone, and Terrence Williams made a phenomenal play, um, probably the best of his career, and – you know, awesome. But I, but but what has Brandon Whedon, other than that, what has Brandon Whedon done? If you played the first 58 minutes on the level that you were drafted to play on, then of course you'd be the starting quarterback right now. I don't want a quarterback that comes in and can play two minutes. I want a quarterback that can play 60 minutes. And hey, you know what? We're going to go up and down. Any team. You know what I mean? Big Ben, Brady, right? Last year against Kansas City, 41 to 14. Kansas City Chiefs whooped that ass. You're not going to bench Brady. Bad game. Last year, Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, the, the, the Packers are, 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 are uh, losing, and they're going down, and they're, I don't know what they are, 0-3 or 1-3 or whatever, and Rodgers comes out and says, 
calm down. What did he say? How do you spell relief? Not rollades. Relax. That's what he said. And guess what? Son of a Guns made it to the NFC Championship game. Now, we can debate on whether they should have been there or not, but they made it there. Whedon, I'm not going to talk bad about you like I see Cowboys Nation doing out there. I'm not going to sit there and dog you. I'm going to say you're just not very good. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to talk about it. You went out there and played the best you could, and I appreciate that. And you were functional. You were serviceable. But you were not a winner. You didn't lead that team. You were not um, a, a guy that, in my opinion, from what I could see, and I, and I get it. I'm sitting home like everybody else on the couch, or I'm sitting in the sports bar. I get it. I'm not on the sidelines. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not going to pretend to be. I'm not ESPN. I'm not, you know, a, a Fox Sports or NFL Network. I don't, I'm not that. I'm not that at all. So I'm not going to sit there and act like I know what they see. But I know what I see from my couch. And when Tom Brady was struggling in the first half, I saw a homeboy on the sideline firing his team up like a leader does. That's what I saw. Love him or hate him, deflate gate or not, whatever you want to say, that dude said, oh, no, I see this game slipping away. This ain't working. Let's get fired up. You know, I ain't seen Brandon Whedon do that once. I ain't seen Brandon Whedon do that one time. Romo, with his broke collarbone, did that on the sidelines more than Brandon Whedon did. So why are you pissed? You had an opportunity. This was your chance. When Tom Brady went in many years ago for Drew Bledsoe, Bledsoe didn't see starting quarterback again for years until he came over to Dallas. He lost his starting job because Brady just went in there and won games. It's funny how that works out. When Romo came in for Drew Bledsoe, poor Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> poor guy. He gets replaced twice in his career. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and from what I know about Drew Bledsoe, he's, he's, he, I've been told he's a really good guy. I think he's doing wines or something now. He's got a vineyard, and God bless him, you know. Um, took it like a pro, though, both times. But you know what? He, wasn't, he, he, he was a winner. He did get to a Super Bowl, so I'm not going to say he wasn't a winner. But at the end of the day, in two occasions, you were replaced. One, you were injured, and you couldn't get your starting job back. And the second time, you just weren't good enough. And when I saw Brandon Whedon, I got to tell you, he kind of had a little bit of the old Drew Bledsoe in him, kind of standing in the pocket, kind of just sitting back there. You know, um, he was either not moving around in the pocket or staring down the quarterback. I mean, I'm sorry, staring down the wide receiver. You know, that's not going to work. That's, this is NFL, baby. Not for long, you're going to play like that. There's reads for a reason. I watched the game, and then I rewatched the game, and I see receivers he's missing. Yeah, they took Jason Witten out, but he certainly helped. There were times Witten was open. He didn't, he didn't get the ball to him. He has checked down Charlie, liked the little, little underneath plays, and that's great. But you know what? When they're putting eight and nine in the box and they're not afraid of our run game, then – you, you've got very little chance to win. And how you open that up is you've got to air it out. You've got to have a downfield threat. Now, I will say this for, in Brandon Whedon's defense. I will give him this. You don't have Des Bryant. You do not have a wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys that anyone is afraid of. They're going to man up on these guys and say, beat me. They're going to man up on Terrence Williams. They're going to man up on Cole Beasy. They're going to man up on Devin Street. They're going to man up on Lucky Whitehead. They're going to say, beat me. They're going to double Jason Witten because they know he can beat them. Escobar, Hannah, these other guys, they're going to say, beat us. But you know what? 
you still have to take that shot. And that's where I think Whedon failed is he didn't want that unnecessary interception, that that bad looking pick because he took the shot. He didn't want to be blamed that he made the play that lost the game. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want to take risks. When he got to the line and saw eight or even nine in the box, he didn't say, kill, 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 and let's change the play like we hear Romo doing. Romo's getting the ball hiked at one second because he's adjusting and moving people around. He's doing what we've watched Peyton Manning do for years. Now we see Romo doing that. If you recall, before last season, Jerry Jones said when Romo got that big contract, Tony Romo's going to be more involved in this offense. And people were, why, isn't he, why wasn't he more involved before? Because he wasn't ready, ladies and gentlemen. He wasn't ready to be more involved. That's why. Now he got to a maturity level where he was ready. He was ready to be at that level, to now be a Peyton Manning coach on the field, where Scott Linehan and Jason Garrett can take the ropes off him and say, it's your offense. You've got full reins out there. We're going to call the play. If you don't like what you see, you do what you do. And Tony said, I got you, coach. I got you. That's what Tony said. And we've seen Tony play, at, on, in my opinion, the last, um, what, he played 15 games last year. And two games this year. So the last 17 games of his career, he has played on a level of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, if you ask me. He has played on that level. He has played as good a football as Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And better than Peyton Manning and Drew Brees, if you ask me, if you look at the last 17 games. And I bet if you looked at statistics, wins, losses, QBR, completion percentage. Last year, he completed 69.9% of his passes. He was a a completion away from 70% for the year. And everybody said, well, thank DeMarco Murray for that. Yeah, well, how's DeMarco doing now over there in Philly? Mm. How's our offensive line looking without DeMarco Murray and without Tony Romo? I said this, you know, yes, now I'm going to bloviate. I'm going to brag. I'm going to pat my own back about being right because I said it last year. K-Star was on the show saying, you know, well, anybody could run behind that offensive line. Really? Really? How'd Joe Randall do this year? Eh? Now there, there's rumors that Christian Michael may be the starter going into the Giants game. They looked at uh, LaMike, not LaMichael, he changed his name, LaMichael James. You know, they looked at him. They signed another uh, big guy out of Seattle. I don't know his name. I apologize. Um, you know, they're bringing in so many running backs, I can't keep up. But they brought in another Seattle running back. They signed him. He's on the team. He's on the squad. So, you know, you're not working out these running backs and signing these running backs because you're happy with the running game. You didn't hear about that last year. You didn't hear about anybody signing uh, any, any midseason signings or workouts last year, did you? Because the running game was the best in the NFL. DeMarco Murray was the best in the NFL. Sorry, Le'Veon, he was last year. Sorry, Adrian, you didn't play. Last year, DeMarco Murray was the best running back in the NFL. He could catch, he could run, he could block. That's what you want your running back to do. And he did all three better than everybody, including Le'Veon Bell. This year, not at all. Last year, absolutely. But it was the system that Jason Garrett and Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones put together. It was the system. And I say a lot of it is Jason Garrett and Stephen Jones. Jerry's there too. But Jason Garrett was part of the 90s Cowboys. He was a backup to Troy Aikman. He saw what worked. Big offensive line. Um... Uh, a, a, a diva 
superstar wide receiver out there to keep the, to keep the safety uh, honest. Great tight end, Jay, Nova, Jay Novacek, now Jason Witten. Great quarterback. He saw the pieces. On defense, you need a pass rush. You need physicality. Rod Marinelli brings a pass rush and physicality. This team, when healthy, is a copy of the 90s Cowboys. Now, unfortunately, something that the 90s Cowboys didn't have until 94, 95 was a salary cap. This team has a salary cap. So now, in the offseason, you're running into challenges, right? Because you got uh, um, Des Bryant and DeMarco Murray wanting to be re-signed. You got the guy that led the NFL in touchdowns as a wide receiver and a guy who led the NFL in yards. Um, I think he was tied for the lead in touchdowns, uh, offensive player of the year, as your running back. How do you keep them both? When you know that on defense, you need to go out there and get a Greg Hardy. When you know on defense, you need to go out and get a Randy Gregory and pay him. When you know on defense, you want to bring back a Rolando McClain and his physicality. When you know on defense your best quarterback is Orlando Skandrick and you want to lock him in too. There's only so many dollars, ladies and gentlemen, and this is not fantasy football. This is not Madden. And who knows more about Madden than Commissioner T from the Madden voice. This is not video games. This is real-life dollars and cents. And for those people that criticize the Cowboys because they let uh, DeMarco Murray go, I, I get it. It's frustrating. But you just there's only so many dollars. I'm sorry. If you go to the store to buy a TV and a TV costs $350 and you only have $300, you're not buying that TV. I don't care how much you want it. You're not buying it. Period. Murray wanted more than Dallas was willing to offer. Does he regret it? I don't know. A lot of people say he does. I think he should regret it. I think he should have looked at the bigger picture. Better teams, Super Bowl endorsements. I think he should have. The only thing I see on TV with him now is some stupid NFL Network commercial. I don't see him in anything else. This guy was the offensive player of the year. Now, on, on that note, he didn't really have much of a personality, so who knows. But Marshawn Lynch is getting commercials. Marshawn Lynch. Mr. I'm only here so I don't get fined. They're taking this whole I don't talk to the media thing and making commercials out of it. He's getting commercials. DeMarco Murray could have got a couple of commercials. They could have figured out a way. America's team starting running back. Emmitt Smith got commercials for freaking uh, bearded, bearded, you know, that, that dye that you put in your gray beard to make it black again. Emmitt Smith got a commercial. This is a guy who can't talk. I love Emmitt. When he was on ESPN and all that, though, yeah, no. No, he's not. He's not an announcer. He's not a he's not. No, he can't. He can't do it. Neither can Jerry Rice. I'm sorry. They're good for like segments. Bring him in. Do a four or five minute segment. Hall of Famer. Three time Super Bowl champion. Get on out of here. But to give them their own show or to have them as part. No, no, they they can't do it. And neither neither can Murray, in my opinion. But he would have got some endorsements and certainly been, in my opinion, in a much better chance to win a Super Bowl. I mean, the Eagles. Come on now. What I tell y'all about the Eagles? Okay, yeah, they had a good game against the Saints. But who, who, who really sparked that team? Was it DeMarco Murray or was it Ryan Matthews? I don't know. Or was it the three-headed monster? I don't know. But you really think the Eagles down the stretch, once, once you know, there's a lot of talk about Des Bryant coming back for the Giant game. There's a lot of talk about that. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, though. 
I want everybody to be cautious. Cowboy Nation, y'all really like to grab a little bit of a story and run with it and start thinking he's playing, he's playing, he's playing. Listen, let's just, let's just be honest and tell it like it is, okay? This is, what I'm giving you is facts, okay? When a bone breaks, minimum time for that bone to completely heal is six weeks. That's the time. Bones heal in six weeks. Could take longer, depending on the severity and depending on your own body chemistry and your own heal. It is rarely shorter. It could be, but it is rarely shorter. Could things be done to speed up the healing process overall? Yes. The point of that is when the Giants and the Cowboys suit up to play on October 25th, I believe that's the date of the game, um, it will be six weeks to the day from the injury. We're at the low end of the original time frame of six to eight. Then when they found out he had the bone grafting, they moved it and said 10 to 12. When I say they, all the pundits. So could he be back? Yes. He's out doing light conditioning. Yeah. They got to they gotta figure it out. They got to test it out. They got to make sure that the foot, he can walk and run on the foot. Not to mention you know, getting hit, <laughs> you know, you don't think these guys are going to try to step on that foot and re-break that toe? Absolutely. The NFL is dirty. But we don't know if he's playing yet. We don't know. Um, it will be a lift to the Cowboys if he's out there. And if he can run, and if the bone, and this is the key, it's not up to Dez. It's up to the doctor when they do the x-ray, when they do the scan, when they do, you know, MRI or whatever they're going to do to get a good look at that toe. They're going to look and see if that bone is completely healed. If the bone is completely healed and there's no other issues, he'll play. He'll play. If the bone is not healed, if it's 90%, 95%, they're going to keep him out. They're going to give him another week. And that's the right thing to do. We need this guy down the stretch. But let's be clear. Dez is going to help, but there's still, there's still no Romo. So let's talk about Matt Castle. Let's talk about Matt Castle. And if you're out there listening and you want to make a call to the show, 347-838-9525, 347-838-9525. If you are on Twitter, go ahead and tweet us at the Madden Voice. And I'm actually loading up the tweet, the, uh, the Twitter machine now. Um, but go ahead and tweet us at the Madden Voice. And if you're on Facebook, go ahead to uh, Facebook.com backslash the Madden Voice. And I like the page, and certainly feel free to post any comments or anything. Um, you know, we're here. We're here every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Time to talk football. And every once in a while, when I feel inclined, uh, yeah, yeah, I I'm going to do a special show. Well, why? <laughs> because I can. You know what I'm saying? Because I can. And uh, I will be honest that I miss my co-host, but I don't mind doing it by myself. Um, I want to say hello to a new a new friend who sent a message in the chat room. Uh, in the chat room, he's Ten for Ten Network, and uh, on Twitter, his name is Jonathan Shelton. Looks like he might have his own show at Johnny Showtime. Sent me a couple of tweets, uh, retweeted the show. Thank you, Johnny, and um, may have to check you out, man. He says he loves the show. Much love from Showtime. Appreciate it, brother. 10 for 10 Network. Yeah, we definitely, man, we, we love all shows. So, you know, we don't feel like we're in competition. Is, is We're not in competition with anybody, man. We're here to bring uh, real live NFL talk just like everybody else's real live sports talk. And if anybody else has a great show, 
And, uh, hey, I'll come and check your show out. You want to come on my show? You want me to come on your show? Want to do a joint show? I mean, hey, we're here to do what I think some of the networks just ain't doing. Okay, I, I just think I, I just get disgusted when I watch some of the pundits on TV and their opinions on things. It just it, it, it's not doesn't make sense. It, you know, it just it doesn't make sense. And sometimes you just need a little common sense when you're talking football. You understand? Um, let's see. Johnny says, why is Whedon upset? He couldn't win the job in Cleveland. Exactly. You're backing up my point, my brother. You're backing up the point. Top 10 attitude, bottom 10 talent. Next man up. We're on the same page. I appreciate the love. We're on the same page. Um, what about Matt Castle? What about Matt Castle? You know, now, if anybody thinks that Matt Castle's going to run in and be the savior, slow your roll. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay. This guy was number three over there in Buffalo behind Tyrod Taylor and E.J. Manuel, okay? Let's not, let's not sit there and start talking about, I get it, everybody's pumped that Romo said to Brady, see you in February. Everybody's pumped. And to be quite honest, as a lifelong Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm pumped too. That, that got me going. But we're still in October. There's a lot. I mean, Romo, I appreciate it, man. It's great that you have the confidence. But you got to get back on that field, man. And we're not going to see you till November against the, against the Dolphins. You're on injured reserve, um, eight weeks, mandatory. You can't come back before eight weeks. So that's seven games because there's the bye week this week. So I appreciate the confidence. But if the team is turned over to you at two and seven, you got, you're going to have an uphill battle. Now, thankfully, the Cowboys are in the NFC least. I'm sorry, NFC East. So anything's possible. Teams are going to beat up on each other. Nine and seven could win the division. That's very possible. But if you hand the team over to Romo at two and seven, you're saying, Tony, go and win six straight, seven straight. And, you know, that's a lot to ask any quarterback to do. That's a lot to ask Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, never mind Tony Romo, coming off an injury, haven't played in two months. So let's see what happens. But it's exciting. It's exciting. Thank you, Tony. But Matt Castle was a third-string quarterback over in Buffalo. Okay. He had – he. I look at a Matt Flynn who had a game where he threw six touchdowns a few years ago and has made more money off that one game than any quarterback in NFL history because Matt Flynn has done nothing in the NFL. And I don't even know if he's still in the league. He might be somebody's backup or somebody's third-string quarterback. Maybe he's back with Green Bay. Maybe he's third-string with Green Bay. It's the only team he could play with. Um, and Brandon Whedon had one season. He went 10-5. and five. That's, that's what he did with Tom Brady's team. I'm sorry, did I say Brandon Whedon? I meant Matt Castle. Forgive me. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing multitasking here. I'm doing a lot of things. So roll with me, roll with me, roll with me. Just give me a break. Stop giving me that look. All right. Uh, Matt Castle went 10-5. and five. Tom Brady's team as, as built and orchestrated by Bill Belichick. Okay? So he is still living off the 10-5 and five fame. But let, 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 let's be clear. <laughs> um, that was one year, and he really hasn't done much since. He, he played for Kansas City. He played for Minnesota. He went over to Buffalo, and now he's with Dallas. He's turned into a journeyman quarterback 11 seasons in the NFL. Okay? Now, why do we get excited about Matt Castle? Because we know what Brandon Whedon is. It's worth the risk. I said it before, before the Patriots game. I said it was worth the risk. I said, why not bring him in against his former team? 
Now, if he wasn't ready because he didn't know the playbook and all that, okay, that's fine. That makes sense. And now they're saying he's comfortable with the playbook. Okay, great. But we know what we got with Brandon Whedon. We don't know what we have with Matt Castle. In his career, he has shown to be a little more mobile. In his career, he has shown to be the guy that will take that chance, be that gunslinger that Tony Romo uh, historically has been. So with Brandon Whedon, you've got a game manager who took very few risks, stood in the pocket, took very few risks. With Matt Castle, you've got a guy who is a little more mobile, will take those risks, and has won some games. Now, you know, when you look at comparative records, one is 33 and 38, right? Castle's 33 and 38. And if you want to discount, um, you know, the, the Patriots, which I don't see why you would because he had to play those games, you know, and then he comes down to 23 and 33 as a starting quarterback. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it because he has won some games. You know, he has led teams that have had playoff aspirations. I'm hearing that Matt Flynn is on the Jets' third string. Thank you, my brother. Um, and, and, you know, and good for, and good for Flynn, my, and, and, and that's my point. This guy is still in the NFL because of that one game. He had done nothing. He's done nothing, okay? He had one game, he threw six touchdowns in a mop-up, meaningless game. Rodgers wasn't even playing. If you all remember, it's the last game of the year. Rodgers wasn't even playing because – they had already locked everything up. So they threw him in, he threw six touchdowns. I'm like, oh, my God. He goes to Seattle. He signs a $10 million contract to be the starter. Russell Wilson comes in. They're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> wait one minute. We like this guy. <laughs> and Pete Carroll says, no, I know. Yeah, we're paying you a lot of money. Go sit on that bench. <laughs> Don't call me. I'll call you. And that was the end of that. And we already know what Seattle's done. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl championship, Super Bowl. Anyway, I digress. Um. I want everybody to be realistic here. Matt Castle is more about let's see what happens. Matt Castle is a guy who's got some experience. He's got the experience edge over Whedon. He's played uh, in what I think to be at a higher level. He's won some games. He did come in behind Tom Brady and go 10-5 and as Brady's backup. Granted, it's with Brady's team, but he still had to execute, call the plays, run the plays, and do what he did. And they didn't make the playoffs, but it sure wasn't his fault. It's one of those, it's one of those, <laughs> one of those fluke years when eleven and five just wasn't enough to get in the playoffs. Okay, so why not? It was time. It was past time. So let's let's recap just for a minute. Um, there might be a change at running back because the running game has been virtually ineffective. A couple of pops here and there. But as far as ball controlling, which is what the Cowboys did last year, that hasn't happened. Keeping the other offense off the team. And look at the offenses we've had to play. I mean, we've had to play some very good quarterbacks. You look at the record. Look at, you know, like Eli or not, he has two Super Bowls. You know, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, uh, the Eagles offense. I'm not a big believer in Sam Bradford, but that offense can put some points up, you know, as they just did, 39 against, against the Saints. And what has worked is when we keep them off the field and let the offense control the clock, we have success. Okay? So looking at a change in the running game, already made the change in the quarterback, and Ron Leary's sitting on the bench now. Leo Collins is coming in. Another guy that Cowboys went and got, when you talk about why didn't they sign Murray, you needed pieces to this puzzle, and you just didn't have enough money. Okay? It's as simple as that. 
It's as simple as that. All right. Next week, we'll, next Tuesday night, we're going to get more into the Cowboys. I do want to hit on a few other things before I get on out of here. Um, you know, I'm hearing the pundits. I, you know, sometimes I want to call the show um, anti-pundits because, you know, you watch First Take and uh, all these shows and you listen to these guys, and I'm listening to – the, the Patriots and the Colts, and I'm listening to Tom Brady is pissed off, and Tom Brady is bad, and, you know, Tom Brady, you know, and he's mad, and Deflategate, and he's upset, and, you know, and, oh, my God, this is his Super Bowl, and he's angry. Do you not think the Colts don't know all this? Do you not think that they're not sitting over there like, okay, he's coming to town, and he's going to try to prove a point. It is in and the game is uh, Sunday Night Football. Indianapolis is hosting. Do, do you not think that they're not ready for this? Does every, everybody acts like because Tom Brady puts on his big cape with the B on it that everyone else is defenseless. He's a great quarterback, and in my opinion, the second-best quarterback in the history of the game behind Joe Montana, in my opinion. Right now, if he, if he retired today, I would say number two all-time behind Joe Montana. That's what I would say. Joe Montana is still NFL god to me. Joe Montana still, you know, Joe Montana equals Michael Jordan to me. You know, that's just how I feel about him. That's my opinion, and I have a right to it. But Tom Brady, yeah, he, he's, he's up there, you know, second best of all time. I get it. That don't mean he ain't beatable. That don't mean that you got to just roll out the red carpet and throw rose petals at his feet when he comes walking in the room. You know, I, you know, they gave Greg Hardy a time because Greg Hardy said, yeah, I want to see him on his back. Well, don't, don't, don't piss off Tom Brady. You know, I'll, don't you know you're giving him locker room material? Who cared? <laughs> how'd Brady do in that first half where defense got tired out? But how'd they do? Cowboys went out there, and I know I keep going back to the Cowboys. I'm just, I, I, you know, it's just how I roll. Work with me. But how did they do? Five sacks in the first half. Because. What is the model of the Madden voice? All feuds settled on the field? It don't matter what the press says and what the media says and what. It don't matter. They're going to go out there and play some football. And do you really think the Colts are going to just sit there and lay down? Do you really think the Colts are going to sit there and let Brady just come in there and blow him out and not fight? I know Andrew Luck has not had a good season. I know he's my fantasy quarterback. I know it very well that he has not had a good season. Um, you know, Gore, you know, taking a little time to get going. Andre Johnson, I mean, you know, you're bringing in veterans. You're bringing in veterans that you hope have enough gas in the tank to put this team into the playoffs and give them a run. I get it, you know. I get it. Um, But Andrew Luck has shown that he's a pretty good quarterback. Not having a great season. Had to sit out a couple of games. Matt Hasselbeck, God bless Matt Hasselbeck, man. You know, what that guy was able to do with uh, bacterial infection in his intestine Come on, man. You know, get the guy guy some love. But that said, Andrew Luck is a certain top tier. And, you know, you got T.Y. Hilton out there. I think he's going to play. I know he had some sort of injury or something, but I think he's going to play. You know, these guys are going to be ready. These guys are going to be ready. This ain't going to be come in here and we're just going to roll over for you. So, you know, I I know I picked the Patriots, but it's going to be a good game. And as I watch throughout the weekend, I may change my pick. I mean, change my pick. I mean, just like I said the Falcons were due. Just like I said the Falcons were due to lose that. Now, it's a different scenario because I am not a big believer in Matt Ryan overall. I always feel that Matt Ryan is on the cusp of being that guy, but he always falls short. Okay? 
Brady is that guy. Brady is that damn good. Okay, let's 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 be clear about that. But that said, they're not going to go 16 and 0, 18 and 0, 19 and 0, 18 and 1 like they did a few years ago. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. And to me, we got all that emotion and all that all that spotlight and deflate gate and all of that. And you want to go out there and press and whoop up on this team, that's when you start making mistakes. And the blueprint is there. We saw it last night with Atlanta. Put heat on Matt Ryan, and guess what happens? We saw it with Brady against Dallas. Put heat on him. We see it in Denver. Any top quarterback with pressure, especially a Brady who is not that mobile, if, if the, uh, Indianapolis can get some heat on him, this going to be a game, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's, let's not, you know, let's, uh, you know, Bill Parsons said, let's put away the anointing oils. Hey, it's about what have you done for me lately? Brady's a Super Bowl champion. I get it. But we're in a new season now. He's undefeated. But you know what? He got to go out there and do it again. And with all of the spotlight and the pressure, I, you know, what would you, what would you do? What would you do? What, what would you say? You know, if you're Pagano, the head coach, right, and you're having practices and, you know, seven-on-sevens and all that, what are you saying to your guys? I'm going to tell you. I'm going I'm to role play this with you because I can, okay? I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm head coach. I'm Coach Commissioner T. Okay, I guess I'm not commissioner now if I'm head coach. So I'm head coach T. I'm on the sidelines, okay, and they're running plays and stuff. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm doing, okay? Yeah, I don't know why you guys out there practicing and working hard. You got no chance against the Patriots. Don't you know Tom Brady's coming to town? I mean, you might as well just take your shoulder pads off, put them in your locker, and go party the rest of the weekend. You might as well do what Mike Tyson did in Japan against Buster Douglas because he, he knew that uh, Buster had no chance, so he partied, barely trained. Oh, oh I'm sorry. What, what happened? What happened in that game, in that fight? What happened? Oh, Mike Tyson got knocked out, huh? Oh, wow. Took him lightly, didn't he? Undisputed heavyweight champion of the world got knocked on his butt. But, you know, okay, that's boxing. This is football, right? I mean, why are we even going through the motions? We're not good enough. We're 3-2. and two. Our starting quarterback missed the last two games. Oh, but we won those games, didn't we, with our backup who had been sick in the hospital because our team does have some fight. So how much fight are you going to have on Sunday? You're going to roll over and just let Brady come in here and score 40 points? Did you see the game against the Cowboys in the first half? Oh, can we do that for four quarters? Can we get some heat on Brady? Mathis. I don't know all the guys on the team, but can we, can we do that? What are we waiting for? If you think that this team is better than you and should beat you, leave now. Get off my field. They are men, and so are we. We are home, and this is a chance to send a message. And I could give two craps, and I wouldn't say that, I'd probably swear, about the flake gate. I don't care. That's done. That ain't got nothing to do with Sunday. It's irrelevant. That was last year, football, under pressure, who cares? It's a new year, it's a new season, and it's a new game, and they are the enemy. They are the opposition. What are you going to do? You're going to roll over? And if that's what you want to do, if you truly think they're better than you, get on out of here. Get off my field. That's what I would be saying. I'd be saying that constantly. I'd be, and I'd be calling out names. I'd be talking to Mathis and all them guys on the defensive line. What are you going to do? 
I'll be talking to my linebackers. I'll be talking to Andrew Luck. Hey, you know, you're back. You ready? You ready? Can we do this or not? Are we going to do this? <clears throat> Y'all share the same number. Why don't you show, who, show him for one night who the real number 12 is? Show him for one night that that's your number that he's wearing. Show him how you protect your home court, your home turf, your home stadium on national TV. Everybody's watching. What you going to do? We need to fight. Hey, this game ain't going to be perfect. This game ain't going to be perfect. There's going to be some black eyes. There's going to be some bloody noses and some bloody lips. And someone's going to lose a tooth. This, this game is going to get ugly. Is that what you're here for? Or are you here to look pretty? We ready to play some football? And I would rally this team like you, like you ain't never heard before. That said, I'm still picking the Patriots. <laughs> Friend of the show, Dwight Freeney from Connecticut. I know his father really well. Um, well, I, I guess I shouldn't say really well. I know his father. We know each other. I've, I've, we've done business together. He's a nice guy. And, um, yeah, I really well might be a bit overstating it. I don't, I don't want to sound like Stephen A. Smith. You know, yeah, he's a friend of mine. He's my boy. No, no, ain't, ain't all like that. We've done some business together. And um, he, he was very instrumental in getting Dwight to call into the show some time ago. And so uh, and Dwight was very generous with his time. I think he was on for about a half an hour, answered every single question, and it was just so delightful. And anybody that dated Nia Long, I mean, he dated Nia Long. Um, I don't know if y'all, if y'all don't know who Nia Long is, go on and Google Nia Long, okay? And Google Dwight Freeney, you'll see a picture of them together. Damn, Nia. Um, but he signed with the Arizona Cardinals, one-year deal, so happy for Dwight. Good luck. Um, not a Cardinals fan, but I'm a Dwight Freeney fan, so I hope Dwight Freeney has a great year. I'm glad to see that he's with a team. Um, I was told Matt Flynn is not with the Jets. Uh, my boy Johnny came back and apologized. Flynn's a free agent, so there you go. There you go. And that's probably where he should be. He's a free agent, probably where he should be. Um, Eagles-Giants. Eagles-Giants. You know, in Philly, Monday night, football. Um, Eagles are 3-2. and two. I'm sorry, Eagles are 2-3, and three, hosting the Giants at 3-2. and two. Um, You know, this is a game that, you know, this is why the NFC East is what it is, because, you know, one game separates four teams. The Redskins, who, in my opinion, were the worst team in that division, uh, are two and three. You know, almost beat the Falcons last week. You know, if it wasn't for an errant pass by Kurt, uh, Kurt Cousins that you know, was turned for a touchdown in overtime. But other than that, I mean, the Redskins showed that, you know, uh, maybe they got a little more fight in them than, than we thought. Decent running game, you know. So um, that division is – Wide open. Now, in my opinion, <laughs> if if Romo and Dez were playing, I won't count Scandrick because he's out for the year. Dez and Romo will be back. Um, I think the Cowboys at, at right now be sitting at four and one. I think they would have beat Atlanta, and I think they would have definitely beat the Saints. Um, should have still beat the Saints without these guys, but I think Cowboys would be sitting at four and one. I I, I will say the Patriot game would have been tough. I don't know. Um, I, I think the way they played, they would have had a good shot of winning that game, too. The way that defense played, uh, with Romo and Dez out there, you know, we could be looking at a 5-0 and Cowboy team. But I'll be conservative and say 4-1. and Definitely at 3-2 and without, you know, if these guys were playing. Definitely 3-2. and The Saints game, they win. 
with Romo and Des. There's no doubt about it. Falcons and the, and the Patriots, you know, you, you know, I can I can take arguments either way on that, and that's fine. Um, but in my opinion, the Cowboys run away with the division. The fact that these guys aren't there, and this is the only team that's missing both its starting quarterback. I mean, look at a year ago and look at now, and your starting quarterback who was an MVP candidate, your starting Pro Bowl wide receiver who led the league in touchdowns, and your starting uh, Pro Bowl offensive player to your running back, and they're all not, not on the roster. And you're still two and three, one game out. So if you had all three of these guys, forget about it. Murray's gone, so that's a non-issue. Dez and Romo, yeah, they're at three and two, maybe four and one. Okay. So the division's wide open right now, and a lot of it is because the team that should be winning – is hurt. So now you got to look at the other three teams and say, is there a team that can run and get some distance um, to put enough distance between the Cowboys and them? Because the Cowboys are going to make a run later in the year. Uh, I'm telling you that right now. They're going to make a run. I, I can't say they're going to make a run now. Um, you know, you've got you've got the Giants, you've got Seattle. Um, I can't remember who the other team they have. So you know, I, 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 let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But they're going to make a run. They're going to make a run. And so the backup's job in Dallas is to keep them within shooting distance. Whedon didn't do that. Castle's in. Let's see what he can do. In the meantime, you know, the Giants and the Eagles are playing. The Giants really need this game because, you know, that puts them at four wins against two losses. Now, because of the bye, you've got to look at, you've got to look at losses and say there's still really only one game ahead if they win. But if they lose – they're tied in the loss division with the Cowboys, and so are the Eagles. And now we have to see what the Redskins do. So a, a, if you're a Cowboy fan, you're rooting for the Eagles all day because now it makes the, both teams 3-3. Three and three. All of the teams have three losses in the division. Even if the Redskins win, the Cowboys will sit at the bottom um, just based on the fact that they, they didn't play this week. So statistically, they will temporarily sit at 2-3 and three while the other teams could be 3-3. Three and three. And so statistically, yeah, it puts Dallas – on the bottom of the division, but they didn't play. So they're all tied in the, in the loss column, and the Dallas come back and plays the Giants. And if the Cowboys can come and give the Giants that loss in New York and put them at 3-4 and four, and Dallas is at 3-3, three and three, I mean, it, it, you know, these, this, is, this is how close this, this season is. I think Dallas is going to look back on, this, on the New Orleans loss, and they're going to regret it. I really do. I think that's going to hurt them down the stretch. But right now, when I look at the Eagles and I look at the at the, at the uh, Giants, I'm saying must win for the Eagles, must win for the Giants. This is a division game, and with the division being so close, every game's going to count. Who do I think has the edge? The Eagles do. Um, I just think that and it's not even home field advantage. It's it's confidence in finally being able to execute that offense and score some points, and get some things done. And I think now they're going to be looking to do the same thing. But let's remember that Tom Coughlin is a defensive-minded coach. And let's remember that when the Eagles came into Dallas, and, and the reason I keep bringing up Dallas is because I can, but when the Eagles came in to play Dallas, I warned everybody that we've seen this story, and it's going to be the same thing in New York. We've seen this story, and New York has seen this game. Okay, granted, Ryan Matthews and, and DeMarco Murray are two different players. Um, you know, LaShawn McCoy is gone. Deshaun Jackson is gone. I get it. Sam Bradford is a different quarterback. But you've seen this scheme. You've seen DeMarco Murray if you're the Giants. 
So, you know, I, I would give the edge to the Giants in this one. Um, you know, Victor Cruz doesn't look like he's going to play. Um, Odell Beckham, <sighs> you know, I'm seeing Diva in him now. I'm seeing, I'm starting to, I'm starting to, you know, this is a guy who, uh, you know, again, he had that great catch last year and he's on the cover of Madden. What has he really done? You know, um, and now he's got a hamstring issue. Um, You know, but hey, he's a good wide receiver. He's not great yet. Yes, he was in a Pro Bowl last year. I get it. But he's not great yet. Let's, 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 let's put away the anointing oils. Let's see. Okay, um, Ruben Randall, another decent wide receiver. Let's see what the Giants bring to the table here. Uh, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. I picked the Eagles because the Eagles were home. But similarly, I think we have two very classic Sunday night, Monday night battles. That's what I think. Um, one is a rivalry. One is a division game. And I'm telling you, I think, I think both games are going to be good. But that said... But that said, let me be clear. Um, it, I, I would pick the Patriots and I would pick the Eagles, okay, if I'm a betting man. But um, it would not surprise me at all to see the Colts put an upset. And I, I got to watch the Giant game a little more closely over the next, you know, uh, few days to see how the team looks. Um, something's telling me that, the Patriots will win, but it's going to be a, a slobber knocker to count to uh, Jr. I have a funny feeling these Giants are going to win this game. I don't want them to, but I have a funny feeling they're going to win this game. That's my feeling. Yes. All right. Listen, wanted to do a quick show and get a lot of Cowboy stuff off my chest, as well as touch on the Patriots, touch on the Giants, and um, get ready for another football week. And the last thing I want to say is. Hey, Tuesday night coming up, we have a very special guest, a very special host, my younger brother, J.B., the voice of reason, as Train has nicknamed him. He's going to be hosting. As Train would say, he's going to be on the ones and twos, okay? Um, I love it. I love it. My younger brother, I, I, have, I have a commitment. I will be on the show I may be a few minutes late calling in, not that, not that I'm needed because these guys do a great job, um, but JB is going to open up. He's going to host and run the show, and um, I think it's exciting. I love when other people host the show. It's exciting to me because it shows growth in the person. It shows growth in the show, and, you know, I think, I think change sometimes is good. You guys know what I bring. You know what I do, and um, – Sometimes it's good to have somebody else lead the show, and, and that's my family, too. So, of course, I'm going to love it. So, um, hey, I, lo- I look forward to it. And, you know, every once in a while, man, check your Twitter, you know, check your, check your Facebook, um, check, you know, keep up on social media with us because you never know when I'm going to come out and just do a, a random show. I, I know um, we have a very strong podcast following, and I appreciate that. So you guys get a bonus show with Commissioner T. Um, so you never know when I'm going to do another show. But if you like the show, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you don't like the show, tell me why. We'll make it better. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed lunch with Commissioner T. I hope that sandwich was good. We'll see you Tuesday night. 9 o'clock here on the Madden Voice, and watch these games this weekend because all feuds will be settled on the field. Take care.